Today, we're chatting with Mark Kington, also known as the Copy Father, about copywriting, about marketing, about his book, and a few other tidbits as well. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dollar, drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really happy to be here with you today. We've got a really fun, interesting guest on the way. But before we get there, doing the usual standard operating procedure, just want to remind you about my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. And thank everyone that has read it so far, everyone that's left those five-star reviews, and everyone really has just emailed me letting me know how you've really enjoyed the content, how you've utilized it. I always appreciate that. And of course, anyone that has not checked out the book yet, you can feel free to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com and that'll auto forward to the Amazon listing where you can get it in Kindle or paperback or audiobook. The audiobook is also on Apple Books and Audible. But if you don't want to pull out your wallet, my YouTube channel uh, devoted to the book is also doing its thing. It's over 2,300 subscribers as we speak and, uh, and counting. You can feel free to check that out by going to youtube.com slash Cap. With that said, let's dive into today's interview. I'm going to switch up mics and we're going to have our conversation with Mark. I'm excited by today's guest and I'm going to use his, his Facebook uh, profile here because um, I think it's very important when you have someone that's an expert in copywriting um, that you identify how you can be succinct while still synced while still getting the message across. So the way he describes himself, the copy father, gaming geek, Lego lover, proud papa and happy husband. What he doesn't put down there, but I think is worth noting is he's also the author of the copy father presents 300 plus lessons in copywriting volume one. Uh, with, I'm sure that's a, a nice little indicator on where we're going with things. But with that <laughs> said, without any further ado, Shattered the Mold warmly welcomes Mr. Mark Kingdon. Mark Kingdon, thank you so much for being here, my friend, and welcome to Shattered the Mold. Thank you very much. And yeah, yes, I'm glad that you use my, um, my Facebook bio, that kind of thing, for uh, that, because a lot of people do tend to get the Facebook bio wrong. They do it really boring. And like, if you want to do this, then do this. And that's so dull. Every time, everyone's the same. You need to show a bit of personality and character in it, I think. That's why I make sure I put down that I like, you know, I'm major geek and I like Lego and I like games and major family man or things like that. It's, right. It just needs to, you need to be yourself and stand out as yourself. You know, it's, it's interesting to hear you put it that way because, again, I mean, you're, you're a copywriter. You understand copywriting. You understand marketing. It sounds to me like you just basically gave a, a sum up of your attitude towards, you know, when, when you're um, working with a client. And, you know, not that you necessarily it's, it's going to be about them, but there is, imagine, a, a level of, of personality or, or just some kind of pattern interrupt or some kind of way of phrasing whatever you're phrasing <clears throat> so that it really connects with people. Is that a fair way of putting it? Most definitely, yeah. I mean, no matter if I'm writing as myself or if I'm writing for one of my clients or things like that, one of the most important things to uh, make sure that you get right is to get the voice right. Because everyone, whether it's like your actual speaking voice or the like the voice you use online, everyone has their own like uh, their own style, their own uh, way of doing things, and things like that. And so it's very important to make sure you get that right. Because if you if I'm writing for someone who is very articulate and they're very sort of 
uh, they portray a very higher intelligence and all things like that. And then if I come in and I start sort of chatting in a casual, very conversational way, you're just going to get a disconnect with your readers and audience and things like that. And they're going to, it's going to break the illusion that it is that person selling to you. So you need to have your voice and you need to speak in whatever voice you're doing, whether if you're, especially if you're writing copy yourself, don't ever be afraid to write in your own voice and stick with how you say things. Don't try and copy everyone else because it won't work for you. All right. Interesting. Now <clears throat> you have um, quite a unique way of, of demonstrating your copy if anyone wants to check it out. And that's in the form of your book. So I want to ask you, you know, the copy father presents 300 plus lessons in copywriting volume one, what inspired you to write this book? What were you looking to um, to accomplish through publishing what I think was basically a number of emails that you'd already sent out to your list? Yeah, so what I did, um, so, uh, it was, I think it was about, uh, whenever I started, I can't remember, I think it was the end of 2019 I started writing it. Um, I wanted to start my own email list because being a copywriter you need an email list as every any business owner needs an email list if you don't have one start making one now but um so yeah I decided to make my own one and as I started it I decided to challenge myself that um to be very consistent with it a con- a consistency is a huge thing with me I think I- I've built my career on consistency but when I started I decided to do um email every day Monday to Friday to constantly get lessons out and build up my, you know, build up my um, profile online and things like that. So I did that and I did that. And uh, for around about a year, there was a little time in the middle where I dropped down to three emails instead of five, just because I was busy with client work. But then I found I was missing, I felt like I was missing emailing them so much. I felt like I was missing a little bit of it. And so I went back up to five again. And yeah, as a result, uh, after a year, I had roughly, I think it's around about 324, 25, something like that, emails all um, put in Google Docs. And as I was looking at it, I was thinking, I've got all this information here. They went out at the time. People loved them when they went out. Surely I can just do something with them rather than just sitting here. And it was actually inspired by um, Ben Settle, the email players guy who is a big fan of like repurposing his own stuff. Like he'll resell some of his old newsletters or he's doing that. Um, and I thought, well, I can do that. That's a great thing to do. So yeah, I packaged all of them up, um, got them all in one big document and uh, put it out there because it also having like all those email lessons all in one, or all those copywriting lessons in one place. It's one sort of handy way to see my ethos behind copywriting and my way of thinking and the way that I do things and stuff like that. So when you pick this book up, it is just a simple way for you to get a wide range of lessons on copywriting that cover everything from like headline stories, bullet points, everything you could basically want from to like get a handle on improving your copywriting. But it's also my way of thinking of things as well. So it also gets people to my way of doing things rather than everyone else's because there's a few people out there who were set you know teaching things not quite the right way i would say right so obviously you know you're, you're getting this book out there this is a new way for people to discover you what is your mindset what is your marketing approach towards getting this book in the hands of people besides just your list how do you get word out so when i first um 
released it a few months ago, whatever it was. And one thing that I made sure that I did as well was because this has never been like a money thing for me. This is more about sort of, you know, sort of building up people to come to my way of thinking, to be part of my list, to be, to be indoctrinated into my way of thinking for, to make it sound in a bit more of a creepier way than I probably should have put it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the, it's never been about money for me. So one of the big marketing things that I did was when I was putting it out there and things like that, was I made sure that all the profits from the book sales when they first came through uh, all went to a charity that I'm, a, uh, I'm an advisor for, this charity called Gamers Beat Cancer which is a charity which helps um, uh, they donate like games and gaming systems to anyone who is suffering through going through chemo and cancer and things like that because it's a very awful thing to go through and usually you're very isolated with it and then with the pandemic on top you're even more isolated so by giving them um, like a gaming system or uh, some games to play or something like that it gave them away gives them a way to be more social it takes their mind off of it and things like that so as I'm advi- the marketing advisor for them, I thought it made sense to kind of bring the two things together. So when I was promoting the book uh, through like organic traffic is what I do a lot of my things through. Um, I made sure that everyone knew as well that any, any profits was made it would all be going directly to them as well. So it gives people that nice feel good thing as well. They know they're getting something for them by learning copy and they're also helping out a good charity as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So we're obviously, you know, pushing that button which is a good thing it's, it's a wonderful thing to do after that piece is done like in terms of like right now of, uh, of continuing marketing efforts i know again like you said it's not about money <laughs> but it is of course about awareness and getting oh, the book out there yeah how Sorry, else that... do you uh do you plan like what, what's what's your way of saying okay i want to make sure people find out about this book so i am also gonna it's gonna be the first thing that people will see once they join my email list because at the minute I'm selling a course when people join my email list which is being retired mm. and I'm now going to change it instead so the first thing they read about it or they'll learn about is my book and so then as they're coming through and they're discovering more about my book it means they then have like all my back catalog or the other emails that so then sets them up for the future emails coming through and um, yeah like I said it gets them into my way of thinking and things like that as well and so and to get the people onto my list again like I say everything from me is pretty organic at the minute I think an organic marketing thing is usually a lot stronger than um, a paid advertising thing obviously paid advertising does work for some people and if that's the route you want to go and things that's fine but personally for me I find that uh, going the organic route and like building up and building the trust and getting them to like me and things like that that tends to build up a stronger um, a stronger customer for me. So they'll like they'll have a lot higher lifetime value through and stuff like that. They'll be a lot more invested in me because they haven't just sort of seen, oh, there's this freebie, let's go for this and carry on that way. Mm. They've seen my story as it's come through and they've been invested in me for a while. Got it. So I'm sure a lot of people out there that are you know listening right now, they see you, know, you do a lot of copywriting. What to you is a is a copywriting tip? Or, or idea or, or tactic or technique that most people don't even think to consider. But if they did, it would add so much punch to however they're presenting themselves, whether it's in a sales letter or otherwise. The biggest one that I will always say is to tell stories. Being mm. a storyteller will 100% um, improve everything you do. It doesn't matter if it's in your emails, if it's in your content, sales letter, video letter, whatever. If you are telling stories, 
then you are um you are not just sort of trying to lecture them all the time and you're not just saying you need to do this and things like that because that gets very that really sort of takes a toll on the psyche. It kind of brings us back to when we were in school and we just had our teachers lecturing at us and things like that. And you kind of get that glazed over look on your eye and you never don't really want to listen. Whereas if you tell a story, then everyone loves a story. You don't only have to look at something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe at the minute, which is like this big 10-year-long tapestry of interwoven stories that people are heavily invested into. Mm. And you will see people getting like extreme debates over what this means what that means and all things like this and they are interested they are invested and you can do the exact same thing with telling your own stories now obviously i don't imagine you're going off fighting aliens or whatever else but you still have stories to tell and especially you'll have stories to tell which are interesting to your audience the the key one being like um like a nightmare story that's always a good one of find like how you got from like where you were to where you are now especially if you were in a place that's similar to where your client is at the minute if you can start by saying like I know what you're going through I've done this but then you tell the story and you tell the adventure and then of um, how you got to where you are now you know you've moved past it people are going to be interested because they're like oh well I'm not like this at the minute I want to know how to get past it I want to do that so yeah 100% tell stories and it's another way to um also build up sort of like that relationship between people it is also another way to um make people laugh make people smile uh, to share your voice and all things like that like we spoke of is yeah so telling stories is 100 percent key to improving your copy hmm. interesting so um you bring up the marvel cinematic universe which i think is a great example and it's interesting because they Right out of the gate, they have a co- they have a, um, a captive audience in the sense of Iron Man. You know, people are going to check it out. They're curious because they're they've got a reader base there. And then, of course, Iron Man is a high quality movie. All of a sudden, now people are going to check out further movies. You've already got an installed audience. Now, I imagine a lot of people, even though that's such a great idea, they don't have their pre-installed audience. They don't have their captive audience right away. What way do you take, like, you know, even if your story is going to be interesting, how do you hook them? How do you begin that story so that they're going to be engaged and interested enough to continue and read on through it so the way you do this is first you've got to find your audience because there's no point in going and like if you're say in the fitness space or something like that if you're going off and you're going to tell someone who has no interest whatsoever about getting into good shape or anything like that your story is going to fall on deaf ears anyway Mm-hmm. So first off, you have to find your audience. You have to find the people who are interested in what you want. And so and that can be in all kinds of spaces. They can be in Facebook groups, uh, forums, if you want to go a bit more old school, YouTube, or maybe even TikTok for a younger crowd. Um, your audience is out there somewhere. You have to just do it, put the research in to find them. Mm-hmm. Now, once you know where that audience is, one of the best ways to hook them in is by um, uh, saying, uh, answering the question that is already in their head. So right now they will be thinking of something. Like I saw a great one by a guy called uh, Lucas Rochek the other day. He's a fantastic copywriter. And he put up a post the other day that started off by um, discussing uh, Bitcoin and how that's crashed and if you invested at this time and things like that. Now, Bitcoin is always quite a heavy 
topic in the entrepreneurial space because whether you're like massively into crypto or not a lot of people have invested because it does seem to you know give fairly good return and but it does kind of also dip all over the place and things like that i'm not the biggest crypto person but you, you know a lot of people are into it and so because a lot of people are into it and they're interested in it as soon as they see someone else talking about bitcoin that will immediately grab them in and so then you can take them through and then you relate it and then you can go into a story and then relate it into something like that and you can do that with anything it doesn't have to be crypto or anything like that literally anything it can be a good one to use again is like um, popular culture so if you can start off with a hook which related to something that you know they like like for example if they are a big fan of the marvel universe then you can start off by talking about like Iron Man or the latest Loki series that's just on or anything like that, you can hook them in that way. You need to talk to them in a way that they are already thinking and they are already thinking about themselves. Mm. But then the key is to then tie it into whatever it is you want to tell them to. My general for- formula goes like with a question, with a hook to sort of like go with what I've just said there into a story into some kind of value for them, whether that be um, like a lesson to help them improve their copy. Sometimes I just want to make them smile or laugh. I find that's a value thing. Or if I've got an offer or something, one of those things. And then usually some kind of call to action at the end, whether it be like, you know, post a GIF, comment, whatever. That's generally the thing that I, I like to go with is just a nice little formula for anyone to use. Got it, got it. Um... Just uh, off the top of your head, throw like one or two examples of, th- of using that formula just so people can hear it in practice. Oh, now you're putting it on the spot now. <laughs> so let's try. Can you give me, like, let's, let's take the weight loss market. So the weight loss market, something like that. Um, for that one, you can start off with something like, um, start off with asking a question like, when was the last time you ended up, you were playing with your grandkids or something like that? Because then you can go on like playing with your grandkids and you can you know, run in laughing. Everyone's having a great time. You can see the giant smile on their face and they're invested and they love you and everything. Everyone's having a great time. You're building memories together. Mm-hmm. But how long has that been since you've done that? Because your knees are tired, they're aching, your back's hurting, you don't have the stamina you used to or anything like that. And so you're starting to, it's not something you can do anymore. You can... You, you want to, you just physically can't. Well, then so, one way that you can do that is then you tie it into your offer and then you say, you know, all about the benefits of like how you can lose weight and all that jazz. Cool. So here we're going down this, this rabbit hole here. And I want to pr- give you an extreme version of that and get your opinion on whether that's, that's too much or whether it's right on target or what it might be. But, you know, you start a question like the weight loss market. What if you ask something like, you know, when was the last time you hopped on the scale and actually felt good about what you saw? Is that too on the nose? Is that too extreme? Or is that really, uh, in your opinion, something that'll really capture your attention before you go into your story? So something like that, um, it tends to be a little bit on the nose. It starts off and it can start to sound a little bit pitchy straight away. Because one thing that I'm noticing lately, especially with Facebook content and things like that, people are kind of a bit tired of the general pitches they see time and time again. And so one of the better ways to um, start off with your hook question 
is to angle it around a what's called a symptom that they have. So by looking at the scales and sort of like you don't feel good about yourself, that's a, that's a problem. But a, a symptom of that problem is not being able to play with your kids anymore. Mm-hmm. So you need to take it to that like slightly deeper level because it then gets onto like a more of an emotional an emotional pull for them. So you want to, um, yeah, sort of use like a real world scenario that isn't just quite dead on the nose. You want to go like a little bit deeper, like I say, use a symptom rather than the problem itself. Right. And tying that around full circle, this is why you want to make sure you understand who your customers to begin with, because you want to understand their pain points. You want to understand the symptoms and the representations of the deeper problems so that you can address them through the way you word your sales pitch. Exactly. I mean, the more you know your target audience, the more you can get deeper in with the psychology and things like that. The more, because I mean, a lot of people look at a target audience and they think like gender, age, their problems and things like that. But you can go a lot deeper than that because you can go with all that stuff, but then pile on on top with sort of like, what movies do they like? What kind of sense of humor do they like? What comedians do they follow? What's their political leaning? Uh, what kind of, um, do they count themselves as like Gen Z or a boomer or whatever? And all these kind of things, every bit of information like that will build up a better um, avatar for you to talk to. And then you can talk directly to that person and call out that specific person. So really what I want to ask you next was where, you know, what's the biggest surprise? Like as you've gone down this road of learning copywriting and implementing and, and serving clients, what's the biggest surprise where you never would have expected like, okay, this works or okay, this doesn't work. Is anything really like caught you off guard that you never expected it would? Um, The biggest, most probably depressing thing is the amount of people that think it's okay to mess with the truth a bit or decide to take things um like bend the truth and things like that the amount of people that think that's okay in this industry is quite frankly offensive like they think it's okay to just make up a story out of thin air and just because it will sell your product or service the best because i see it turn up in the copywriting group sometimes and people will say is it okay to um make up a story and Way too many people saying, oh, yeah, they do it in adverts and things like that. And it's like, yeah, but in adverts, they are portraying a real life situation. So even though, because you don't, they're doing a brand. If you're a person as well, you have your own stories. You can find your own stories from your own life. It takes a bit more effort, but you can do it to then um, tie it in with whatever you're selling. You don't have to lie. It's, I was working with this um a seven-figure dating coach uh, earlier this year. And he always preferred working with me because I actively went out and went through his back catalogue of all his YouTube videos and things like that to find the stories to sell the products that I was. I wasn't just going to make up something that would sound good. I just put that effort in. Mm. And far too many people decide like have very bendable ethics, I shall call it, to um, just get the paycheck in. And the, it's not the way you need to do these things. You, it's much better to get the paycheck in and do it the right way at the same time, which is what I always try and push. And that's gotcha. a big ethos in my book as well, the ethics side of it. 
Awesome. Awesome. All right. So just a few more questions here. One I want to ask, you know, I know we've gone down a few roads here. Was there something that you were expecting to cover or expecting to answer that we've not touched on that you think might be important for the audience to hear? Um, We have gone down quite a few different pathways and covered a fair amount of things. One thing I will say is for if anyone is particularly looking into getting into copywriting themselves, rather than just writing copy for their own business, if you want to heavily get involved in the copywriting side of things then one of the best bits of advice I could ever give everyone is to learn the basics of um, like persuasion the principles and things like Joe Sugarman's Adweek um, I can't ever remember the name of it the Adweek Daily I think it's called if you put in Joe Sugar Sugarman Adweek you'll find it on Amazon cool. that will give you the um, the basis but then after you've got the basics there then switch from looking at the copy stuff and go heavy into human behavior and look at the psychology there. So from there, you want to look at things like uh, Seven Habits of Successful People, uh, anything by Robert Greene, so like Mastery, 48 Laws of Power, um, anything uh, Mark Manson's Satellite of Not Giving a Fuck, that's also a good one. Anything like that um, that shows you more insight into human behavior will give you way more insight in how to write copy because you're learning how people think and why what their like emotional triggers are and how the the um attachment between emotion and logic and all kind of things like that which is like the undertone of any copy your copy is always you're going into their psychology is the basis best bit of any copywriting so that's why I'd say suggest for anyone who really wants to get good at copy is look at human behavior once you know the basics awesome really glad i asked that question and speaking of asking questions uh, obviously i want to make sure to check in if people want to connect with you or find out more about you or anything like that what is the best way for them to do so uh, the best way for them to do that is probably to visit my website which is www.thecopyfather.com and there you will see a few of my blogs and you'll be able to find my email list which is where I will email you five times a day with various different copy lessons and things like that. It's kind of like what I've done here for this podcast just each day. <laughs> cool. And I know uh, your book's on Amazon and anyone that, that knows about comics and knows uh, Amazing Fantasy 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man, they can <laughs> see the, the humorous homage that you did for that um, when they're looking at the book cover there. Um, yes, awesome. That, so uh, That was my... Uh, last question. I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah. Let's go on. That was my, um, that was my good friend, Ian, who does a lot of my artwork. We are both quite big... Um, Copy, uh, comic fans and when we decided to when I decided to do this book I decided to um, yeah put this homage to Amazing 15 the first appearance of Spider-Man but there's actually because I did a ebook um, a year or two ago which was all about like balance in family life and home life and yeah that had an homage to the first appearance of Superman I think it is the cover where he's picking up the the rock i think it is or car above his head mm-hmm. that was that one so yeah i had i think i'm going to go through, through with the theme and try and get so many different uh comic book covers in them all nice well you, you've got plenty to choose from obviously and you should tell ian um i'm sure he's heard already but he did a really good job on that cover including the the choice of color really uh really pops it does um, yeah so last question for you my friend and um this can go in any direction you want but if you can go back in time and that can be five years 10 years 20 years whatever it might be and give any younger version of yourself any kind of advice, whether it's life advice, business advice, or anything else, what advice would you give to that younger version of yourself? 
I would probably go back around 10 years or so and I would tell them, tell myself to stay the course for one, think you are going to meet an amazing woman and have amazing kids and you're going to love them all and they'll all love you. But most, also importantly, um, to start copywriting now. It is a thing that you wouldn't have heard of at that point, but to start it now. It's one of those things that you always wish you started these things earlier because you would be further ahead in life. And that's also always a nice reminder to, if you're putting something off, start the thing now because then you'll be you know, further ahead in the next few months than you would be if you haven't started it. Well said. Well, Mr. Mark Kington, I really appreciate you for, for coming on today, sharing your insights, telling us a little bit about your style for copywriting and, and just being you, my friend. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, you're more than welcome. Thanks so much, Mark. I really appreciate you, my friend. I'm going to leave your website in the link at shatteredamodepodcast.com where this episode resides, and I encourage everyone to check that out. And of course, while I'm giving out links, a quick reminder, you can feel free to check out my book, The Last Law of Attraction Book. You'll ever need to read by going to lastlawofattractionbook.com, or you can check out the YouTube channel devoted to it. That's youtube.com slash Cap. With that said, thank you so much as always for listening, and I'll hopefully be checking in again soon before too long. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.